On this week's edition of Inside the Huddle, I sat down with colleagues David and Brian to discuss our Game Changers program at On Your Mark and how we are going to change the game of athletic development. All right. Welcome to the huddle. (laughs) We have a good time. (laughs) Um... So, thanks guys for coming back in today. Oh. <laughs> Great to see everybody again. I gotta start, some of this. I gotta some start changing clothes. You're gonna change your shirt? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, Alright, so we want to talk a little bit about youth development mm-hmm. in our current uh, industry and how we're starting to get into it now because of the things that we've seen through our own club teams that have been training with us for the last couple years and from my perspective, seeing a lot of youth athletes in and out of the doors and how they just don't move well. Mm-hmm. They're fast, but they do not move well. And how we are going to try to change that. So thanks. How to, to change the game, Dave? How to change. Wow. What's been going on with you? How to change the game. Uh, so we've about three weeks into Game Changers right now. Mm-hmm. So we started Game Changers. Game Changers is our name for our youth development program. Uh, Right now, we're taking middle and high school athletes, um, boys and girls, because we understand more than anything, an athlete is an athlete. Um, Competition is competition, so we want to groom them from early, what that looks like. So Game Changers is, I'm just super freaking excited about it. Uh, I know I've been, if anyone is around me, they can attest (laughs) how much I talk about this, because, you know, like we said, we sat down and we understood of, the things I'm most excited about are we're filling gaps that we feel we didn't have mm-hmm. growing up, totally. right? We, are, we want to be the coaches that we are now to a young athlete. Mm-hmm. So just to get in front of these crowds, get in front of this youth, and really see the light bulb go off for a click in them, you know, something simple as a march into an A skip, into a sprint, where they come in not feeling confident, and by the time they leave, they feel great about themselves. Or... It's even um, better for me as a coach to see a kid who I felt struggled the entire session come right back the next session and their parents say how eager they were to come back, right? It's just, that, that's why we're in this. You know, we've, we've been in adult fitness. You know, we've all dealt with professional athletes for a long time. So just to see it at this level, just to see that, that fall in love factor, which we've all had of – falling in love with the process and for them to understand that I'm not giving a trophy, I'm not giving a medal at the end of each session, but for them to understand that they're getting better at something, they want to fight for something, right. that that type of integrity, that mindset goes into whatever they want to do. Yeah. So, Dave, you're the head coach of this mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, speak a little bit to the curriculum yes. and how you see like the breakdown and kind of what you've been doing and what is the kind of the breakdown of progression without a doubt so um the first thing we're going to do we're going to work on foundational strength so every time the kid comes in they're going to start with their shoes off we want to first allow them understand how do they move how do they squat how do they step before we even worry about jumping running or anything like that so we want to build (laughs) we want to build foundational strength uh can you do a glute bridge can you hold a plank can you control your body through space Right, so 
First of all, we're going to do that. We're going to build your foundational strength no matter where you are. You could come in as an all-American. We're going to take your shoes off. We're going to mobilize you. We're going to teach you what foundational strength feels that. From our foundational strength curriculum, we then move into our movement patterns, which is our march, skip, jump, run, right? We've learned and we know from our studies that if a, if a kid can run fast, he can jump fast. He can jump high, right? So we really want to break that down, do you have single leg strength? Do you have single leg mobility? Can you balance through space? Because we're also in the business of not only performance, but injury prevention. After that, we work on resistance. But our first resistance is understanding the testing and how they operate in body weight. Can you squat with zero pain? Can you do a push up? Can you do a pull up? Can you do a lunge pattern with zero pain? All of this sounds super simple as we're talking but when we get some of the best athletes in the city in, we understand that 95% aren't moving to their capabilities and their capacity. Right. And only after that, we're maybe 50, 45 minutes, 50 minutes into our session, do we worry about loading the movement and worry about power. That's why we institute things like medicine balls, our TRX straps, sleds, things like that. Because we're more concerned about, we're not chasing numbers in our program, we're chasing athletes. Cool. Like that. Yeah. Brian, you've been working with the Chicago Elite program for the last couple years. Yeah. And I w sat in a couple of your sessions a uh, year and a half ago. <laughs> anyway, something that struck a chord with me was how you were talking to them in terms of you're a volleyball player. The last thing that you need to be doing in your uh, cross training workouts or your gym workouts is jumping. Right you're accumulating enough of that on a regular mm -hmm. basis on the court. So talk a little bit about the progression that you've seen in the girls now that it's been two years. Yeah, this, this is year three. Yep. Year three? Yep. I think just to, to back it up, the landscape of kids' sports has changed so much mm -hmm. over the years where you, know, you played multiple sports, mm -hmm. I played multiple sports. Basketball, yeah. Basketball, oh. yeah. That's why my knees are like this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, for my own self, I played football in the fall. I played basketball in the winter. I played baseball in the spring. So I had heavy helpings of athleticism. You could argue baseball is not that athletic. But different, <coughs> different, <laughs> different sports across the calendar year. But now, kids play, for the most part, one sport year-round. So if you, instead of having athletes, you have players. I'm mm -hmm. a basketball player. Mm -hmm. I'm a volleyball player. I'm just mm -hmm. a baseball player. And it was evident with the volleyball girls that while they were tall and they could jump, that they were not good at a lot of other things. So another part about volleyball, which was new to me, you know, sometimes with like football, wrestling, basketball, hockey, soccer, you build up a base level of strength just by having to push off people in your sport. There's no contact in volleyball. There's no, no one's boxing out. Everyone has their own little space and there's really no impact person on person. So even their base levels of strength, I feel like were, were pretty weak. Mm -hmm. So on that first day, I had a plan in my mind and I could not believe how <laughs> the girls, like they, they weren't good at anything. They, they, they were good at jumping, that's it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, to get the most out of this program, we should probably work on the weaknesses and explain why we're doing what we're doing. And with that first group a couple years ago, they were, they're all very good moving fast, but when I slowed them down, it was like all hell broke loose. It was like a baby deer trying to walk sideways on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. So much like Dave said, we took off our shoes, we worked on from the ground up, moving with control and balance and having a good base. 
And even now, we still have the same principles in place, but I try to explain to the parents, like we're, as you said, we're building the foundation. Think about the three little pigs, right? You got this, the straw house, which was blown down, the stick house, which was blown down, and Burke house, which was able to withstand the big bad wolf. So we're trying to build that, that foundation that's much like the brick house. And I also like to use the, the Jenga analogy, right? The game of Jenga, right? All the blocks, move one block out, the whole thing is have to shake. So mm -hmm. if we're talking about you know, joint stacking, making sure the kids have a good foundational base so that Jenga board is freaking strong. And, and, and while chaos can happen on the field or on the court, you can't prevent everything. At least you put the odds in your favor by working on that, that foundation and, and keeping kids strong from the ground up. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we work primarily on, on, like you said, we'll do barefoot work. And even when we do some of the dynamic movements, you could see a lot of girls, like they couldn't move their right arm and their left leg together. Right. Like it was like, it was a mishmash, and I had to sort of reset my own expectations. I'm like, okay, phase one, we're just going to work on moving those limbs together. Mm -hmm. Phase two, we're going to try to do it a little cleaner. And then phase three, we'll try to, you know, <laughs> have it look somewhat normal. Right. And I feel like helping kids with their coordination, at the minimum, helps them become better players. And I tell the parents, I know your kids can jump because they play volleyball. If they played golf, I wouldn't know that they could jump. But part of the sport is being able to jump. I want to make sure that you can land well and that you are in an athletic position with, with a good foundation every time you, see you move your feet on the floor. Mm -hmm. So trying to keep that as our, as our pillar. And I tell the parents, look, these aren't YouTube highlights. You know, everybody wants to see the, the triple jump, you know, <laughs> multi-directional, do this, do this. And those will look cool for sure, but like a lot of these girls can't do that well. Right. Mm -hmm. I, if they, anyone blew out their knee doing some fancy Instagram move on my watch, I would never forget myself. Right. So I said, we might even make it a little extra boring making sure that their base is strong. They can explode outside here all the time. Go, go right. for it. But in here, we're trying to build that base first. Yeah, I feel like, too, uh, <clears throat> some of the other programs out there, mm -hmm. their main focus is speed and agility. Right. And in working with some soccer kids as of recently, I have these 17-year-old boys, and fast as hell. Mm -hmm. They can get from A to B extremely quickly, but then without any resistance, shoes off, have them do a squat pattern, and it just falls to absolute mm -hmm. garbage. And it's like, uh, you've been doing what for right. how long? Right. And this kid that we're talking about is about to sign a D1 contract as a junior in high school, mm -hmm. and he doesn't even know how to squat. Like the detrimental impact behind that right. is unbelievable. And then you start talking about female athletes. Mm -hmm. I mean. When I was a female athlete, we never saw the inside of a weight room. Right. Not in my entire high school career. Right. Not until I got to college. And I got to college, I'm like, well, I don't really know how to do this, so mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to do so it. You and I did curls. That's where I just did bicep curls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta look good at the beach, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and you immediately retract in the weight room. You immediately not engage. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I stepped foot in one. Uh, and I'm like, uh, mm -hmm. what right. do I do with this? <laughs> I think we talked about this before. I didn't interrupt, but... <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I told you guys this, I apologize for repeating myself. At Nebraska, <laughs> in the morning in the fall, the redshirt freshman football players, the baseball team, and the scarlet dancers all were in the weight room together. And so my girlfriend then, now wife, Jackie, was on the dance team. So baseball would be doing their thing, football would be doing their thing, and the dancers would be doing their thing. And obviously, most of us are looking. <laughs> we're distracted by the attractive women that are... <laughs> When you're 19, you know, it's easy to get distracted. Jake, make note of that. <laughs> Stay locked in, buddy. And, you know, they were, Husker Power back then was huge into Olympic lifting and 
you, know, you see these dancers doing trying to do barbell squats, and even as a 19 year old, I'm like, ooh, like that, that doesn't look good. Right. And I remember there was one time where Boyd Epley, who's like the the godfather of strength conditioning, he was the first ever paid strength coach in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. He's the founder of the NSCA, right. and he had this this football player. <laughs> the guy was humongous. Six five two fifty ripped, doing like these overhead like a machine tricep presses with another the whole stack and a dude standing on top of the stack. <laughs> it had been like four hundred pounds. And the guy's like, rah, rah, rah. and Evans watching this of course because it, it was crazy. And he he says to the dancer, "See, that's the kind of intensity we need around here." <laughs> and I thought, what the? Do you want them to look like All him? Right, <laughs> exactly. Do they need to be doing the same thing? All right, right. So. I don't think any right. of those dancers want arms like your right. defensive end here. I mean, that's that's just my right. humble opinion from, yeah. the city, from the outside looking in. But you mentioned like not quite being in the way. None of these girls mm-hmm. never lifted before either. Yeah. Right now they're going into Husker Power where they're going to start squatting and, right. and hand cleaning. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a reason why you learn addition and subtraction before multiplication and division and fractions, right? you got to sort of understand the process. You can't just mm-hmm. jump into, a, right. hey, dude, we're doing algebra today. Right. Well, I don't even know how to add. Well, hopefully you can, these letters make sense. And I think my goal, like my personal selfish goal from this program is when they come from Game Changers and they go into whatever high school or college that they go to, that immediately the coaches will know that this this kid was coached well. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? They may not be the best mover on the team, but they've been coached on movement. Mm-hmm. They understand how to compete. They understand how it is to come in and work and get better or something. If we can selfishly put that stamp on our kids, we can really grow something special. You, know? you make that athlete consistent. Without a doubt. And a uh, uh, big force on the team because if, they're, if they've been coached well and they're doing things well, right. and, uh, they're going to stay injury-free, exactly. obviously. So they'll be relied on consistency right and at the college level as we know like you spend a lot of time practicing you spend a, you spend 95 percent of your time at college practice proportion mm-hmm. of your time is spent <laughs> at practice Training. in the weight room in the gym mm-hmm. so if you have those skills that have, you know, you've seen this before mm-hmm. you've learned how to how to squat well you've learned how to move your body well and that's just a confidence booster and it's all now sort of applies to leadership maybe now you're the first guy in line to right. demonstrate a squat or you have seen things as a high school kid that some of these kids haven't seen until they got to college right. like you said like you haven't even mm-hmm. been in a weight room whereas you got the kid from game changers who not only has been working out in a in a high level facility but also has the confidence to to show oh yeah i can squat mm-hmm. with my body weight or just with a bar yeah. or i can do all these things that might be new to somebody else like mm-hmm. when you were a child going through your athletic career so right. we're trying to set up some advantages but they've also they have to earn it too without a doubt yeah. right, you got to show us if you without can't squat well with just your body you shouldn't be squatting with weight without a doubt. so yeah. you have to earn that right to put a little load on your back mm-hmm. going kind of off of that um parents yep. i have a couple sisters back home who coach varsity sports and parents are just yeah can be royal pains in the asses right. when it comes to, I mean, right. you know that, probably working with volleyball kids mm-hmm. and these parents who, their focus is getting their kid to play D1 volleyball, yep. soccer, football, baseball, whatever it is, they want their kid getting right. a scholarship to go play sports. Mm-hmm. But I don't think what they understand is, what both of you guys are saying is that this is a process yep. of making them better. This Without is a, a process doubt. of making sure that they understand their own movement and how that translates to them being successful. But I feel like in the back of the parents' mind, the faster they run or the higher they jump, that's their benchmark in terms of them getting that D1 
one scholarship. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys do in terms of having those conversations? Because it's probably already happened, and it's, or it's going to happen in terms of that app, that that parent that comes up to you and they're like, "I want my kid to be faster." Right. You have them lifting weights. Right. What are you doing? So I think uh, <laughs> what we're gonna do here and what I've done historically and especially now as we scale this and get bigger is the minute the kid comes in I start to separate the kid from their parent and everything that happened in that day right so immediately as you come in the parent goes and has a seat away from the kid away from the action I like to say right we start the kid in the middle of the turf with their shoes off so immediately immediately I start to associate myself as the coach of this session is about you. It's about you being locked into what I'm saying, what my team is saying, and we're going to only improve from there, right? Understanding parents are giving us the best gift in their life. They're trusting us with their kids. Mm-hmm. So not only do we take that serious, we need the kids to understand that the sacrifice that a parent is making of leaving work early to come sure. pick you up from school to pay money for you for development, we also take that also serious, mm-hmm. right? So. While the, se- while the session is going on or the stretching is in, I like to end by talking to the parents and revealing, and I think this is what also separates us from other people, we have full transparency in our curriculum and our program, why we do things like this, why we talk to every parent we can. Because at the end of the session, I want to bring it all together with not only the kids, but have them separate and go over and have a conversation with the parents of, the whys of why we did today, right? We're, we're treating your kid like an Olympic athlete, and of course they're gonna see results now, but we're aiming for a, a two-year plan, a four-year plan, where in four years they're gonna be the best athlete they can be and still progressing, right? Many times we see kids burnt out just because, okay, you did all of this effort in the beginning, but the kid hates it now, and they never want to go to this program. They don't even want to play on the team. Right. So we want to build again, build the foundation of not only in the kids, but also in the parents to understand that, okay, we're doing this now, so they're able to jump later and jump for 10 years down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's awesome. I think that's a really important part of the conversation with the parents. So like you said, they may know a lot about sports, they may not. Right. You know, and like, oh, well, my son needs to jump, he has to dunk by the time he's 16. Like, mm-hmm. that, that may be possible, but maybe not. And also, the realities of playing Division One sports is a very high percentage against it. Yes. A high percentage against, against getting that scholarship. Yeah. So, if you have, like, a Division One body, like, that helps. But then I would also ask, are you good at being six foot five mm-hmm. or do you have actual skills to go around being six right. foot five because when you get to school everybody's six foot five mm-hmm. so you'll be exposed from a skill standpoint and that's why you know my volleyball girls we're, we're playing catcher tennis balls trying to build athletic skills that are not quite volleyball specific so from an athletic standpoint they do have their bases is, is wider they have more skills to, to prove on you know if everybody can only bump volleyball now I'm tossing these little tennis balls to you it's like well I never Mm-hmm. Never play tennis before. I never use that ball. Mm-hmm. Last year with soccer, you know, I had the soccer catching the ball on, with their hands on the move. And they're like, it was the worst looking catch game I've ever played. They, right. had, they had to start at a cone or do a speed ladder drill, circle, and almost like a, like a football pass pair. I would throw them a ball that they had to catch, and they were so it looked like you know, uh, 
the most uncorded. Those air things right, at right, a right, local right. car dealership. Right, right. That's right, a new taco place. Right. I'm like, you guys ever play catch before? Right. No. And so I'll, I'll tell the parents, look, we're not looking at just soccer development. We're not looking at just basketball or volleyball. We're looking at all-around athletic development. Mm-hmm. So they have, not only, they'll get burned out because we're working on new skills. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you take your best soccer player that can't catch a ball on the move, that's a, that's a humbling experience that maybe they haven't seen before. Exactly. So their fire should be a little bit more lit to improve in areas that maybe they haven't tried before. And that's a great point. Uh, I've had the conversation with um, parents of, okay, how does this help with volleyball or baseball or a specific sport or of hockey, you know? And mm-hmm. I say, and I always say, it's not my job to make them better at their skill. Mm-hmm. It's my job to return them to their sport the best athlete that they can be, mm-hmm. right? And if they're the best athlete they can be, who's not injured, available all the time, stronger, able to withstand a lot in better condition, I guarantee their coach will appreciate <laughs> will appreciate that much more than us just working on a single skill yeah. for this entire summer, for this entire six weeks. Right. Because they understand, as a coach, they're gonna have so much time to work on the skill work. Is like you said, it's not our job to, to jump them out the gym every day of the volleyball. It's our job as performance coaches to fill the gaps, yeah. right? They, they, they don't get these type of movements throughout their entire season. So how about we fill the gaps and make them more complete? I think- Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, kind of going off of what you guys were saying, 20 years ago, we were playing three sports. Yeah, exactly. Now, I can't imagine ever growing up only focusing on basketball. Without a doubt. It's crazy. It's it's become so much more uber competitive for one sport, and they're playing that sport all year round. So I feel like, to our credit, what we're doing is we're at least giving them that second sport. Without a doubt. To be able to mimic what they're doing in the one sport that they do play. But going off of that, giving them so much more as making them athletes. And and to that point of... We start to give these kids confidence, and like I said, we're starting to see that confidence unfold in these kids that they feel that they can do other sports. I think mm-hmm. I played basketball because I was the tallest kid, right? Mm-hmm. I, and then I felt out of shape that I, I didn't feel comfortable playing other sports, mm-hmm. right? If we, if we reveal a single thing in a session where I've had a conversation with one of your clients' kids who came in of, I know he plays this sport, but the way he moves this may be the sport that he eventually goes yeah. into. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. because we're able to see things from a holistic perspective. If mm-hmm. if you're talking to a baseball coach, if you're talking to me as a basketball coach, I'm going to tell your kid everything that they need to do to become a better basketball player. Mm-hmm. I don't care about them per se, right? Mm-hmm. It, it could be a million other sports. And me and Brian talk about this a lot of <clears throat> growing up in this area around the Bulls age, Bulls era, everyone played basketball, even mm-hmm. people who shouldn't play basketball. Leave right? your next to mine. <laughs> Don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> they're five. Damn it. They're five eleven. Right. If their chance of playing being a small forward in, in the NBA may not be great. Mm-hmm. Right. It's but only so many spud webs. It's only so many spud webs. But they're they're still able to become a great athlete. Maybe they would have yeah. become the best wrestler, Olympic wrestler, or baseball. Player. You know what I mean? We want to. Make them the best athletes. So not only are they segments to go on one thing, they're able to choose in whatever they want to do. Yeah. Thanks, even, Mike. Even touching right. on. Thanks, even, Mike. Yeah. You're right. right. A, lot, a lot of kids playing basketball that should have wrestled played basketball. Exactly. <laughs> Myself included. Even, but kind of say, along those lines, though, even the, I'll speak from the female athlete perspective, yeah. there's a huge, 
huge problem right now mm -hmm. with keeping girls involved yes. in sport. Yes. You know, we've all seen this whole, there's some crazy yes. statistics where they get to 12 years old and like 60 some percent of them or whatever the actual numbers are, mm -hmm. are dropping out of sports. Right. Mm. So we have some girls specifically yeah. and some boys in this program who I walked in there a couple weeks ago and she, this nine-year-old is in there and she probably won't play D1 anything right. and that's okay yeah. but she has this amazing smile on yep. her face competing she's having every yes, competing yes. with her mm -hmm. brother right who, without a doubt you know who and she's just having so much fun and exactly. I think holy shit we're creating something in a city where public school programs are getting cut yep. kids aren't getting PE uh, anymore varsity sports are getting cut varsity yes. sports are getting freshman cut. sophomore sports are getting cut it's yep. absolutely terrifying and then just to piggyback on that and not only it's great hearing that from a, a, a woman's perspective, but it's also great as the guys, right? We're, we're in a movement now where, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, the Me Too movement, yeah, right? Totally. We could talk about that. So now we're seeing young boys in their formative years being able to compete and respect mm -hmm. a woman right next to them, which I think it goes both ways, right? Yeah. Not only is she learning from them, they are definitely learning from her of, okay, if I'm not the best, I'm still going to compete like hell and be great at this. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we see from her smile and her work ethic that no matter what, whatever she chooses to do, mm -hmm. she's going to be great at it just because that mentality wins mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing, right? Yeah. So just to see strong boys be next to strong girls and just compete on the same spectrum and understand that, Winning isn't everything. Competing yeah. is everything, yeah. and trying to get better at that there's, is definitely empowering. There's to see. something, yes. There's something very special about yep. how that, from a lifelong lesson, what that's going to do for those kids, right? Outside of sport. Yep. It's funny. My soccer group this past winter, we did a lot of cat and mouse drills, working mm -hmm. on closing distance, and I would have them kind of like we did that when I video with Jake and Snake. Shout out. <laughs> Where one person would have to chase the other one. Now it's already got a lead. If you're if you're the cat, you know you're behind. If you're the mouse, you're ahead in the game. Like, don't let them catch you. And the end, it's our who's our fastest cat, who's our fastest mouse. And these were co-ed groups. And invariably, there's a girl that was either one of the other. And what the higher groups, the high school kids who were probably 17, like the girls were not afraid to mix you know, it up. Mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Or even like talk Without a little shit too. Like, yeah. Without a doubt. Oh, I love did it. Did you get him? Yeah. Nope. He, he can't <laughs> right. get me. And you right. see the guys and be like, fuck. Like, <laughs> right. And then it's kind of the advice. Oh, come on. You couldn't get her. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. None of you motherfuckers got her either. Right? <laughs> exactly. I'm the closest one. Without a doubt. So I think having those types of kids in the same group together brings out a lot of camaraderie. Mm -hmm. And it is great for the, for the future of sports where the girls feel like they can compete with the boys. Mm -hmm. Not just not can, but are given the option to compete with the boys yeah. in this environment because it's number one, it's it's nurturing. Two, it's 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 been well thought out, right? It's not chaos in there. Like there's a not reason why we're doing this stuff, and everybody gets a chance to show what they can do. And boys, girls, like if I was a dude, like you better bring your A game because mm -hmm. these girls, they're they're on the hunt. Yeah, and they can take your head off in a in a drill. They will. Yeah. yeah. So good awesome. for the girls. Force is female. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, guys. For sure. Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle. Make sure to join us next week. And to find out more information about Game Changers at On Your Mark, feel free to send us an email, info at oimtraining.com.
You can find us on Instagram at OnYourMarkStudios or log on to our website, oymtraining.com.